Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our Friday bonus episode. If you have been around the last few weeks, you will know that I am recapping the Southern Sea Conference that I attended in Sea Island, Georgia with other attendees and newfound friends of mine. I am so excited for you all to be introduced to Erin today. She unpacks Not just lessons that she learned at the conference, but also things that she's doing within her business currently to continue to move the needle forward. And it's really impressive. It's really a fun conversation. I think you all are going to enjoy it. Before we dive in, I wanted to give a little personal update. You all have heard my update from the conference, but even before that, you've heard my hopes and thoughts and expectations around the podcast. And boy, are we rocking and rolling at this point. I was able to record with my new friend Mallory Goldman this week and also touch base with Fewer Finer, the ladies there, Madison and team. Um, And it's just incredible. It's incredible to continue to meet women that hopefully we're going to be highlighting upcoming on the podcast. We've got collaborations. We even have a product idea in the works. So when you hear the different updates from these episodes, know that you can join in. You can join in in the action items and the things that our guests are talking about that they're stepping into, these are things you can do as well. It doesn't matter if you are at a conference or if you're hearing something on a podcast, continue to reach out, continue to think about how you can grow your business or brand or whatever it is that you want to do. That's what these conversations are all about. And that's why I share the behind the scenes of what we're doing here at HSDT. I also want to share that we currently have episodes scheduled through July. So we are not looking to schedule any further recordings, but what we are looking for is sponsors. I'm so excited to highlight more ladies on our episodes. And as I've always said, make this podcast a business because I love it so much. And I love today's conversation. Here is Erin Tice on How'd She Do That? Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to today's special mini-series recapping the TSC Summit with my friend, Erin Tice. Erin, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you so much, Emily. I loved meeting you in person a couple of weeks ago, and it's so awesome to be reconnecting. Uh, likewise, I was telling you just, just before we started recording, that's kind of the thought behind this recap series. Selfishly, I just want to keep talking to everyone <laughs> and see how everyone's doing. So thank you. I, I know that many of my listeners are likely familiar with you and your incredible work, but how about this? Could you give us a little introduction? Tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Um, hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. And For those of you who aren't familiar with me, I am an abstract artist and I live in Austin, Texas. Go Texas. (laughs) I've been painting professionally for about three and a half years. So it feels like a lifetime, but it's really been less than four years. Um, And prior to painting, I actually worked in public relations for about 12 years um, in both Chicago and New York City and then remotely from Austin when we first moved here. Um, So my husband and I moved to Austin in 2014 for his job, and we quickly had two little boys back to back. They're 20 months apart, William and George, and 
After the birth of George, I decided that I needed to take a step back from my work in PR. I was traveling all over the country at the time and it was very overwhelming to think about being a mom to two boys under two and to, to continue working this corporate job. Um, so I decided with the support of my husband to take a step back and focus on the kids. Flash forward about eight months into this whole stay-at-home mom thing, I, <laughs> I loved my role as mom, but I was also really missing that, that something for myself. So I started painting um, as a hobby, kind of a creative outlet, really. Um, we had a little guest house out back behind our house, and at the same time, I was looking for art for our home, and... I said, why don't I just give it a shot and paint some myself? I can't really find what I like here in this Austin market for abstract art. So I'm just gonna give it a go myself. I started painting in between my children's nap times and after, after they went to bed at night and did that about six months kind of on my own. The only people I was showing my work to were my husband and sometimes my mom through pictures. And eventually, some girlfriends who were very supportive and encouraging saw my work and said, why don't you try to sell that? It's really good. And, and I was like, no, this is a hobby. This is for me. Um, this is for me to help overcome kind of the baby blues, the, the challenges of new motherhood. Um, but it kind of put a bug in my ear. And so I decided, why not? What do I have to lose? And I taught myself how to build a website. I got my work photographed by a photographer. I found somewhere online I can't even remember I just kind of like put all the pieces together photographed my work built a website built my Instagram and said okay I'm gonna give it a try oh. and within a week I sold my first painting and I really couldn't believe it um and so <laughs> here I am flash forward um for about four years ago is when I started painting for myself but really three and a half in business professionally and I love every minute of it and my work is now sold in galleries across the country, in, gal in a gallery in Austin, as well as directly through my website, through Instagram, and I have my art in homes across the country. So it's been a whirlwind and very exciting, and um, I'm very excited to be here today and, and to talk to you about the Southern Sea specifically. Oh my gosh. Well, I need to add in a teaser because there is so much that I want to unpack with you. And you guys, you'll have to stay tuned. Erin and I have chatted for a long time about welcoming her on for a longer episode. Uh, yeah, because there's so many little details just there. I'm like, wait, oh, oh gosh, oh gosh. I, I, I am so excited to chat with you more. But I think first and foremost, just to hear that it's been, you know, about four years and no background in painting, no, you know, no official uh, education in art. Uh, that That's amazing to me and that you are doing what you're doing and that you're at conferences as an artist and you're sharing and, and yeah, for your art to be all over the nation. We got a lot to unpack. I'm excited and I'm excited to hear very specifically what, you know, your hopes were around the summit. Maybe tell us this, how did you originally hear about the conference and why did you originally want to go? Absolutely. Well, um, uh, this past conference was my third time attending. So oh, wow. I first heard about the summit in 2018 on Instagram, of course. I think I discovered this, the Southern Coterie um, Instagram page somehow through a, through a rabbit hole of Instagram like we all do. And I was just intrigued. I saw all of these 
women in colorful dresses in a beautiful <laughs> and talking about entrepreneurship and marketing and social media and how to build our brand. And I'm like, I, I want to be there. I want to be one of those women. <laughs> not, not that the conference is exclusively for women, but it's predominantly attended by women. And um, at the time, I had only been painting professionally about three months when I found wow. it. Wow. And I thought, this is a sign. I, I need to take my career to the next level by going to network and learning about how to treat my own, my own business like a business. Um, and this could be the perfect way to do that. Not to mention, I had two young kids and I <laughs> loved the idea of going away to Sea Island, Georgia, one of the most beautiful parts of the country by myself in a beautiful <laughs> hotel room for three nights. So I pitched it to my husband, like I really needed to go to take my career to the next level. But selfishly, I also was looking forward to a solo vacation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I originally found out about it. Oh my gosh. So that was, I'm so impressed. You guys, those of you who are listening, you need to hear that again. Three months in, Erin was three months in to taking her art to the next level and taking it seriously. I love the husband pitch that happened for me. It happened to uh, Blair. I was speaking with her earlier, Blair Rogers. It, it's fun to hear. We both agreed the husbands need to come because they can all laugh and, and just enjoy seeing us do our thing. I'm really curious though, because having gone for three years, and attending consecutively, it goes to show how much you enjoy it. What were you hoping to get out of it this year, having been before? Sure, that's a really good question. Well, so I attended the 2019 summit, the 2020 summit, which was February 2020, right before the world changed. And wow. then I skipped 2021. I was pregnant and you know, COVID was still like in the thick of things and I just wasn't sure I could pull it off last year. So I skipped last year, but I knew that I was coming back this year. I knew that not only was my baby going to be eight months old at the time of the summit in 2022, and that seemed like another good excuse to escape for a few days. Yes. Um, but I knew that I have come so far since my first summit. And even since the, the, the one in 2020 that I attended, it had been two years and to kind of look back at where I was then and where I was now, I knew that I could get even more out of the summit this year because my business is at a new level and I feel more confident putting myself out there and networking and talking to other brands and businesses and entrepreneurs. And I just wanted another burst of inspiration. I hadn't attended any events like this in two years. I don't think many of us had. And yeah. I knew that it would be such a good way for me to go and kind of reset, think about my business differently. It's always in February, which it's still kind of the beginning of the year. So it's a great opportunity to go there with a fresh mindset, think through what your goals are, make some new connections. And then you have almost the rest of the year to make good on what you've accomplished at the summit. So I just knew that I had to be there again. Oh, so true. And I'm, I'm reminiscing on our first meeting. You were one of the first ladies that I met. I was like, oh my gosh, Erin. And to be able to hear the different takeaways from years of going, um, it's really fun to continue to unpack with you. Well, tell us this. I know, I know where you are from and you did your introduction so beautifully, but tell us about the logistics you had to work with to make this thing happen. Where are you coming from? Again, remind us, who are you leaving at home? What, what did it look like for you to physically get to Sea Island? <laughs> well, the first two times that I came um, to the conference, I traveled from the Austin airport 
left my two kids at the time and husband behind, went from Austin, connected in Atlanta, then arrived oh, in Brunswick, which is the small airport about 30 minutes from Sea Island. And then I took, I believe, a taxi. I don't think they had an Uber. <laughs> I don't remember, but I took a taxi um, from the airport to Sea Island the first time. And I did that again the second year, except the second year I ran into Molly Creason of Well and Wonder, who I know you've had on your show yes. at the airport. And she and I had um, connected at the 2019 summit. And her mom lives in St. Simon's Island near Sea Island and was picking Molly up at the airport. And they said, hop on in, we'll give you a ride. And Aww. that's just kind of the MO of this summit. People are yes. so willing to stick their hand out and say, hey, I'll help you. What's your name? Who, where are you from? Get yes. in, jump in the car, come over here. <laughs> coffee with us. And so that was how I um, got there the first two years. And then this past year, they changed the flights around. So I actually had to connect through Atlanta and then land in Jacksonville, which is about an hour and 15 minutes. And I had to rent a car this time and drive my from the Jacksonville airport to Sea Island, which honestly, I wasn't mad about because again, it was an hour and 15 minutes in a car by myself without screaming little people in the background. And <laughs> Emily, that's when I started listening to your podcast. I started that oh. that day um, listening in the car and then I kept listening through the summit and now I've binged so many afterwards. But um, so I drove myself and arrived at Sea Island and it, it was fairly easy. All the flights were on time and um, logistically pretty easy. Oh my goodness. Well, it's so fun to hear that, that you were listening to the podcast then and now here you are on it, which I find just amazing. Um, it's so fun too. And, and the reason that I asked that logistics question, I think it's so incredible that uh, we have mothers, that we have entrepreneurs, that we have women coming from all over the place committed to their business, committed to what they're doing and committed to taking that time out of their regular schedule. So props to you. I'm always so curious about what are the logistics of people getting in and out? And it was quite a hot topic with so many attendees. Where are you coming from? What did it look like? Now tell us this, where did you stay? So I stayed at the same place all three years, the Cloister, which is the main hotel at Sea Island. It's a, an old kind of historic, big, beautiful hotel. Oh. And I stay every year in the garden wing, which has really beautiful updated rooms. Truthfully, the room is big enough for myself and a friend or my husband, or I thought about flying my mom down, but I love having the room to myself. It's a beautiful bathtub and I splurged this year and got room service. times <laughs> and don't tell my husband but um but no it was it's a beautiful um location to stay and there's discounted rates through um attending the summit so it makes it fairly affordable and then you're right there yeah. able to walk to the panels and the networking events right there on the same campus. Yes, which I found to be extremely helpful. Oh my goodness. Well, it's really fun to even think about getting to the cloister and getting things set up and, and the excitement and the energy uh, within the space is, is obvious right away. Tell us, who are you most excited to meet? Well, aside from you, because I had finished <laughs> your episodes, um, we actually had the same mentor, Lydia Finette, and I yes. was super stoked to meet her. And I actually reminded her, she had probably no recollection, but I met Lydia maybe 10 years ago so in New York crazy. City. 
in a totally different context, one of my best friends at the time worked for Lydia at Christie's auction house. And I sometimes would get invited to these Christie's events through my, my friend. And I remember Lydia just being such a force even then. And we all looked up to her. We all wanted to be just like her. And um, so it was kind of a full circle moment to now I live in Austin and I'm at this conference and she's here as a mentor and I've heard her in past years as a speaker, yeah. but I knew I really wanted to get to know her on a more personal level. She not only is a force within the art world, she's worked at Christie's for over 20 years and she's more on um, kind of the sponsorships and strategic partnerships side and she takes these amazing auctions all over the world, but I also have so admired what she's done with her own personal brand. And yes. she's taken this concept of being the most powerful woman in the, in the room and turned it into a platform, essentially. She's on the speaking circuit. She's written a book. Her book is becoming a show. She's really encapsulated kind of what um, a woman can do if they have kind of a, a call, a, a mantra, so to speak, yes. and how to, to you know, find new legs for that. And that's kind of where I am at my, in my career. Like, how do I take what I've built? Painting is the core of what I do, but how can I extend that? So I was really excited to talk to her about all of those things. Well, and there's so many, I, I love to, I feel such a special connection to you because one, we met right off the bat. And then also we had that mentor lunch together, but I'm really excited to hear, and we'll get into it. We'll get into your takeaways and, and all that good stuff, but I'm excited because we talked a little bit about it at the luncheon. Yeah. There's so many different, like, you know, I guess arms is the best way of putting it, that art is the main entity, but having gotten to know you a little bit, there's so many other things that you're able to do that you assist with. I was blown away to hear that. And to your point with Lydia, I mean, she was so awesome during that lunch. I, I felt almost like I was prying, but I even asked her, you know, what does your team look like? Who's helping you in every entity? And she was so honest to share with us. Yeah. Who, who was there helping her? And I was blown away. Um, same as you. And it was just so fun to be in that together. Well, tell me this, and it might be that it was the mentorship lunch, but what was maybe your favorite kind of activity um, that you were able to participate in at the conference? And then maybe, maybe tell us why as well. I think when I look back, my favorite activity, especially for this year, was actually attending the panels. I thought that the caliber of speakers this year was extremely strong. And I really, in particular, loved hearing Mary Huddleston, who I know is another guest of yours, yes. and um, Mrs. Southern Social is her Instagram name. And what's so funny about Mary is she's the first person I ever met back in 2019 when I attended my first summit. And we met at the airport because oh my I was gosh. off the same connecting flight from Atlanta. She was coming from Nashville. I was coming from Austin. And she was hilarious. She was like a walking reality show. She's so <laughs> funny. She should have her own reality show. Is what yes. I just said. And at the time, she had this event rental company and she was, you know, figuring out kind of her platform on Instagram and she had a few thousand followers. And so to see her as a speaker only a few years later with a massive wow. following, with brand deals, with Dillard's, and just it goes on and on how much she's achieved in just three years. Wow. I was like, well, that's living proof of what this conference can do because I know that she's taken 
what, who she met at the conference and what she's learned and she's, she's made it happen for herself. So I loved hearing her and she just was cracking me up. She's so authentic. And I really took that to heart. I'm like, people want to know the person behind the, the Instagram. They want to know yeah. the flaws. They want to know the funny stuff. They want to know who you are. And so the more authentic, authentic you can be, the more people are going to connect to that. And so I really loved hearing her talk. Oh my gosh. That was one of my takeaways too. Like when she was, and I, and I've welcomed her onto the podcast, like you mentioned, but to see her in a conference, uh, you know, format, really diving into brand identity, the different kind of pillars that, that she operates in and, and what she shares and so many different, it's almost a, a similar theme, Erin, that you've, you've pointed out to me of so many different arms, you know, going off and so many different entities that, that you can be connected to as an entrepreneur. But when she mentioned, she gave a timeline of her, and I'm not going to try and I'd butcher it if I did numbers, but she gave a timeline of her numbers. And to your point, you know, to have met her then to where she is now, it just goes to show that if you want to grow on social media, if you want to grow businesses, now is the time as ever, you know, and I think sometimes I personally will look at people who've been doing it, you know, for 10 years, 15 years, and they're like, oh, I started a blog then, whatever. I'm like, okay, well, I am late to the game and podcasting. I'm late to the podcasting game. But to your point, that was one of my biggest takeaways from her as well was like, wow, that's a short timeline. And it's not about competing with other people too. It's about yes. yourself and having something unique to offer. And it doesn't matter if you started 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. It's like, if you have something unique and authentic to offer your audience, which may be different from the next person's audience, then there is an opportunity. There's a white space. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for a longer episode with you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'll tell you this, and this is kind of a, this is a tough question. And I, I realized that after I've asked a few women, but who was perhaps your favorite speaker and maybe what was your favorite takeaway from them? Wow. Um, wow. Well, I think I just kind of hit on Mary. She definitely was one of my, my top favorite speakers. I think yes. I also truly enjoyed the founders panel that Leela Rose was on and she talked about, I mean, she's had a business for gosh, over 20 years. So yeah. it wasn't like the latest flavor that was up there talking about their hot new brand. It was somebody who's really built a career for her, herself over a long period of time and how she's had to pivot, how she's had to take it from a, you know, a wholesale business to now more of a direct to consumer business. And that's not apples to apples applicable to my business, but it made me think about the fact that just because you do something one way now doesn't mean that you can't do it another way tomorrow. And mm. just because I sell my, my goods through my website today and through certain galleries doesn't mean that tomorrow that might look totally different. So she just really made me stop and think about how sometimes change is hard, but it's necessary. And if you just roll with it and continue to kind of look ahead, then you'll be where you need to be. Wow. Well, tell me this, because this is just a, a curious kind of entrepreneurial question for you. What does it look like? What does your packing, and I didn't warn you on this, but I'm curious, what does your packing, what does, what does production look like for you? Because you, I mean, you started painting four years ago out of passion, and now you're a hot commodity in Austin and beyond. You're painting your artwork, and then, like you just mentioned, it's in galleries. It can also be direct to consumer. Is that right? What does that look like for you? 
Well, as you say that, I'm sitting here in my dining room looking at four paintings that are bubble wrapped about. Oh, oh my gosh. It looks a little different depending on where the piece is going and how large the piece is. But for the pieces that I'm looking at right now, most of them are commissions. And um, what that means is I've painted a custom piece for somebody for their specific space. And I handle the framing. I get this large piece in the, either the back of my Suburban, I take it to the framer and then I bring it back to my house or I have somebody do that for me. And then I bubble wrap it. And until literally a few months ago, I was doing all of the bubble wrapping myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. These humongous, because I paint very large. I mean, yes. I'm looking at right now is 48 by 72. So it's really large. And um, now I have somebody who helps me. I still do some of the bubble wrap, but she helps me with the bubble wrap. And then I have a a driver who I find on a platform called U-Ship. I bid out the job. So this piece I'm looking at is going to Houston. One right next to it is going to Richmond, Virginia. Another one is going to um, Lexington, Kentucky. So I find a driver going that route. I load it on the truck. I pray to God that it gets one piece. And that's the process, but it's exhausting. And it's like all of those unpretty things that go into, um, you know, it's not just a pretty painting, but it's, it's all the other things too. And pretty much I've done it all on my own until recently. I have like a very, very part-time helper. Oh my gosh, Erin. Well, it's, it's crazy because I think that being in more of a service or media side of the entrepreneurial space, when I hear the product side, I am like, you guys are amazing. I mean, to be getting your pieces out there and yeah, I'm like, I've got so many questions, but I'm excited to to hear more. And, And I'm really curious because as an artist and as someone who is giving value to a client's home through a product, I would be really curious to hear what was maybe the greatest lesson that you walked away with from your time at the conference? I think the the greatest lesson I've learned in looking back over the three summits is that you have to have an open mind. You have to be open to collaborations and open to networking. So essentially be open. Hmm. It can be daunting to go to a conference like I did the first time where I knew no one and I had been out of the game for a bit. I I used to travel and go to conferences for my job, but you know, I'd been a stay at home mom. I'd been doing this art thing for a little while and to go to a conference and like wear a name tag and introduce myself, I can be a little introverted at times. So it seemed a little daunting, but I said, no, I'm going to put my game face on. And I just did it. And I introduced myself and I made myself go to the events and I made myself ask people where they were from. And I was blown away by how open other people were because they're just, they're looking for the same thing. And that paid off in droves. So I'll give you a specific example. In 29, sorry, 2020, when I was there, I was having breakfast the last day before I was going to head out to the airport. And there was a journalist who had been a speaker at the the panel sitting right next to me. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and introduce myself to her. Who knows where, where this will lead. Yeah. So she wrote for Better Homes and Gardens at the time. I just started talking to her, like just chit chat. One thing led to another. I told her where I was from, what I do. She gave me her business card. And when I got back, I remembered because I had taken notes, everything she said in her panel about how to pitch her, what she was looking for. And I had a PR background, so it came a little more naturally to me. Mm. I spent so much time working on 
like three different pitches that I could send her. And I did, I like literally made PowerPoints that I put together. <sighs> I wrote small pitches in an email and then I followed up with like a more detailed um, PowerPoint with images and we had several conversations, but the, the point is she opened my email because I met her at the summit and then she was willing to go further because I approached her with what she had asked for people to approach her with in her session. Wow. Now it's been two years, but they came to my house like maybe nine months after I pitched her and did a whole shoot um, for the magazine she was working for at the time. She no longer works there and I thought the story was going to die, but crossing fingers, it's supposed to be coming out this spring. So look oh. for, you never know because things get pushed around. But the point is I made this connection two years ago, didn't know where it would lead. Finally, I think, you know, knock on wood, it, knock on wood, it's coming to fruition. But the point is I was open. I was willing to like talk to her and then follow up with her and just, you know, just be open. So I think that would be my advice to other people. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And for you to have that tangible takeaway of putting yourself out there. And I love too, one of the biggest themes, aha moments for me at the conference was that pitching element. And so even now you're inspiring me and you're reminding me of some, some connects and contacts I need to follow up with. So thank you for doing so, Erin. Something else that just kind of came to mind to add to that. It's like, she helped me but you have to remember to pay it forward too, because it's not mm. just who can help you from this conference. How can you help somebody else? Because they'll remember that and then they'll be willing to help you later on. So I've tried, you know, when people have approached me that they met me at the conference, I've tried to get right back to them and to just keep conversations going and flowing because not everything happens like the week or the two weeks or the month after you return from the conference. It's really an ongoing, could be months or years that these mm. conversations so just be willing to pay it forward too. Such a good point. And, and even for those of you who, who weren't at the conference, but maybe you've, you've gone to a coffee in your area for entrepreneurs or, or different meetups, this is such a great reminder for just continuing to network, be open. I love what Erin's sharing there. Be open to the connects that maybe you made previously. Maybe there's someone you need to reach out to. Say hello again. I'm kind of racking my brain over here. Oh, well, Erin, I'm really curious to know this one because I, 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 you have given me so many great insight. I feel like when I listen back to this, I'm going to like take notes and be reminded of things. But what were your action items from the conference? What can we either be looking forward to or what are you going to be doing behind the scenes that we're not even going to know about? <laughs> well, I definitely have some action items and some more follow-up to do. It's only been a couple weeks. Um, however, there are a few brands um, who I met with at the summit and we're continuing conversations. It looks like we will be doing a pop-up together in the Hamptons this coming summer. So oh my gosh. But it's going to be an art and shopping event, essentially in a beautiful location. And so we're working through details about that. And um, I've got some journalist follow-ups to do from this session um, and some influencer follow-ups. I'd like to do more collaborations with influencers and kind of go down that path. And... Um, I think my other big action item is to continue treating my my art like a brand, like a business, to, to really build a brand around what I'm doing. I, again, art is at the core of what I do, but maybe it's a book in my future that I write. Maybe it's a line yeah. of 
home products that is different from our, I don't know what it is, but it's to continue reevaluating my business and treating it like a brand. And so I've really got to hone in on that and, and think through that. So for instance, I'm redoing my website right now. I'm um, working on a new logo. I'm just thinking through all the puzzle pieces that can continue to make my business a brand. So cool. You are so cool, Erin. I'm like, this is going to be, no, you are. I'm like, this is so, I just love that you're able to share open. You're, you know what? You're taking your own advice right now. You have encouraged us to be open. And I love that you're being open. Like, Hey, I've got so many different puzzle pieces to my brand. Let's see where it goes. Let's see what forms and what sticks. And I love hearing about the Hamptons pop up and so many different collaborations. I'm excited. I'm over here and I'm, I'm fangirling big time. Cause this is everything I would, I would think could be up your alley. And it's really cool to hear that, that those are the action items coming your way. This is a silly question, but I do love to ask it. Um, and so far we've had the same response, but would you recommend this conference to other entrepreneurs? 100%. No, I don't think it's right for every entrepreneur. Let, let me start by saying that. I, oh, good. Yeah. You need to look at what your business is and yeah, maybe you're in, gosh, um, I can't even think of a, I don't know, maybe you're a general contractor in California and you yes. build homes. Like this might not be the right audience for you. So I think yes. if you want an escape and you want some inspiration, sure, but you yep. need to hone in on who your audience is. A lot of the people that are speaking and that attend, I've studied, I've looked at their Instagrams, I've looked at their bios and their websites, and I know that they're either potential clients of mine, potential partners of mine, potential mentors of mine. So there's a reason for me to be there. So mm. yeah, um, I would recommend it to entrepreneurs, but I think you need to get specific about who you are and what your goals are before you just fork over the money and, and sign up. I, I think for me, it's been a way to build my business and brand, but it's also been a great way to connect with other artist friends. So if there's anyone like me who kind of mm. works alone, who maybe you're a photographer, or maybe you're a web designer, or maybe you're an artist and you don't have a team and you miss that dynamic, this is always a great way for me to feel like I've got other people to lean on since I don't work in a typical office setting. Um, so I think if you're looking for that, for kind of like your squad that you can lean on throughout the rest of the year, this is a great way to meet that quote unquote squad. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just love the collaborative spirit of a conference. So I think if you're looking to go and collaborate and again, be open, then it's definitely worth the investment and the time. So well said. And I love that. Do your research. I love that Erin was able to look and study websites, see who's going to be there so that she was ready and that it was worth, you know, the value that she put in and it came back to you, I think tenfold, because we've got a lot to look forward to. Well, Erin, I know many listeners are likely here because they already know you, they already love your work, but you tell us where can listeners connect with you? Sure. Well, I would say the first stop is Instagram and my handle is Erin, E-R-I-N Donahue, D-O-N-A-H-U-E, Tice, T-I-C-E, Art, A-R-T. It's a mouthful, but it's <laughs> at Erin Donahue Tice Art. And then my website, which I update with work that's available directly through me and um, also just has a list of my galleries and where you can find 
other works of mine, my website is erindonahuetice.com. So those are the two primary ways to connect with me. Oh, perfect. And you guys are going to want to go and connect with Erin. As you've heard on today's episode, she is awesome. Erin, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon. Bye.